can count Oh, and I don't need no college Cause I'm getting stupid amounts Hey, hop in a whip and I'm out I need so much I can count Welcome to the Ross Project, a conversation about life, entrepreneurship, personal development, family tech, and marketing. My name is Ivan Temelkov, and I'm your host. What's in this podcast for you? Here you will grasp life-changing advice to help you level up every aspect of your life and business, to help you reach your goals and dreams. As always, all content is 100% real, raw, and unfiltered. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a special treat for you today. I'm joined by Joey Yak who's a true star, who always knew that one day he would make a profit from his passion, from having his daughter at 20 years old to getting a record deal with Ali from the St. Lunatics, doing a nationwide tour with Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs and Harmony to ending up in Hollywood, but realizing that he's really Hazelwood. Nots in the STL, by the way, for those of you that don't know. St. Louis is where his heart and soul is and his family needed him the most leaving the rock star life and moving back home, getting sober, finding faith, getting a sales job, only to quit that sales job and start his own business. In his backyard, in his RV, he went from making music for himself to making theme music for some of the biggest entrepreneurs in the world. Joey Yak, and Yak stands for, you already know, is the studio CEO who went from being a rapper to being one of those entrepreneurs. So when it's time to hit the stage, he is here to help Put his Melanie to his message, to your message. Joey, welcome, man. Welcome to the show. What's going on, man? I appreciate you having me. Awesome, dude. Man, that was one lengthy ass intro. But dude. <laughs> I know what you were doing. I was like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> You're like, dude, you getting to the punch here? Like, come yeah. on now. Dude, I mean, you've had an amazing life. And, you know, being a fellow St. Louis and dude, let's, let's start with you're this 19, 20 year old kid. You know, you're about to find out you're going to have a daughter and like your life is just blowing up, man. Let's talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah. So when I was 19, 20 years old, so just to even recap with that, like, you know, I've done music my whole entire life. I started when I was nine, 10 years old. And I want to go back to the backstory just so everybody kind of gets it and sees it and like how I play it. Um, I see like how, how the universe made it happen, right? So I was nine, 10 years old. I met Ali from the St. Lunatics, which who you said I got signed for. But let's take it back 10 years. Nine, 10 years old, I met him at the fireworks stand. Now my dad is an extra dude, like no filter, sees him, grabs him, gets him in our car. But my dad starts rapping for him because my dad thought he could rap, which he was whack. But he, that's where we get it from. Me, my sisters, you know, we get the family or we get the music from him and his side. And, you know, I'm in the back seat beatboxing, like just going at nine, 10 years old. And like Ali looked at my dad was like, I don't know about you, but this dude's a star. So we exchanged phone numbers. We, um, I end up going to like the, the video shoots and this is right when Nelly just blew up, yeah. right? Country grammar just blew up. They're about to go to their second album, free city. And you know, I'm around them and I'm, I'm rapping for them. And they're like, yeah, we see it. We see the Disney star in this kid. And they just started to blow up and we lost touch. But that planted the seed in my heart to know, like, I am a superstar. Like, these superstars are telling me that. And, you know, growing up, I was always the soccer player that rapped. Like, I was a beast in soccer. That's what everyone thought I was going to go for, go overseas. They thought I was going to be this soccer player. And, you know, music was my therapy because – 
you know, as I said, my, me and my dad were best friends, man, to like nine, 10 years old. And then he hit the crack pipe. And he even says now to this day, like he blinked and 15 years just went by. So, you know, he went off, went to rehab, got remarried with someone in rehab, started a whole new family. Me, my mom, my sisters kind of like had to jump from house to house. And it was, it was a struggle yeah. and music was the therapy. And that's how I, that's how I would, you know, that's how I would get by is just making songs about my life. And I grew a pretty big buzz in St. Louis at the age of 14, 15. I would go by Jay Fresh at that time. And we were throwing shows like two, 300, 400 kids. And, you know, I wasn't making no money or anything off of it. I just love doing what I do. So yeah. anyways, long story short, me, I was kind of the little shithead growing up. Uh, selling weed, got kicked out of my high school right after soccer season. And I had a whole bunch of derived uh, scholarships for soccer. And I kind of just pissed them away. I, I didn't really care. Ended up going to a community college for free, housing paid for, everything paid for. And bullshitted that whole thing. And then going into the second year, I was like, look, I got to change. Like, it's time for me to be the Joey who I always known as far yeah. as the soccer player and hustler. So I went overseas with this team called ODP Missouri Olympic development program. And I got MVP over there versus like the Manchester United under 18 team, like clowning and uh, the Leeds Academy yeah. school over there uh, in Manchester asked me to come back. I said, let me go finish my year uh, community college and let's do it. Three games into that season. And this is how it's going to transition into, you know, the kid and everything. Yep. Three games into the season, I was like, they already told me, like, dude, you already have about seven goals. You're probably going to be All-American. I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to be able to probably go wherever I want or I can go to overseas. And, man, second half, this big-ass dude drills me. Ball's going out of bounds, so I'm not going full blast. Go yeah. to pick up the ball, and he shoulders me, and I break my leg. The next day, and they told me I'm out for the rest of the season. The next day, I get told that I'm having a daughter. I'm having a baby. So within that week, I was like, man, like I got to figure out what I'm going to do. I dropped out of school. I got a job and I said, Yak Boy Fresh is about to go full blast. That was my stage name at the time. Yeah. And I got a job. I was a porter uh, at Lufus Kia. And dude, I just hustled and hustled and grind and grind as far as music. And I get a phone call. And this is where, you know, in my story, why I even went back all the way there is because you never know who is watching. And most people don't know that they're watching until they start watching. It's up to you to take action and make shit happen and, yep. and do the law of attraction to where people want to watch you, right? So in my mind, I was like, wow, you know, I don't know who's watching, but someone's going to watch because I'm taking massive action and they're going to be attracted to that. So right. I leave from the same lunatics called me. <clears throat> Dude, I've been watching you since we met. I want to sign you sign me. Boom. And this is right after I just had my daughter. So yeah. I quit my job. And, um, you know, here was a big lesson on that. Like when I quit my job and I got my record deal, I thought that I got the job as the manager when really this is just the job as the janitor. Like I was young, insecure, um, immature, stubborn, naive. You know, I was sitting there in my mom's basement selling weed to make money. So like while I had a record deal, I was yeah. selling weed out of her basement with a fresh newborn, right? And me just being the shithead I was and really, really into alcohol, you know, me and my daughter's mom really weren't, we were together when I wanted to be together. It was like, I wasn't good, man. I wasn't a, a good example of co-parenting or just being a father in general, as yeah. I can see now. But so when I get this record deal, within eight months, you know, I asked them, I need to leave, man. Like, you know, you're not doing shit for me, blah, 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 blah. And they let me go, you know, just because he's known me for so long, no lawyers or nothing. Yeah. He, he literally signed a piece of paper. 
Then I get new management. My hustle goes to a million. And then we take meetings around, me and my manager take meetings around St. Louis. And one guy was like, well, you know, I know this guy. I know Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm real cool with Crazy Bone. You know, I can call him. Calls Crazy Bone said, look, man, I got this white kid that is like, <laughs> a star. He just left Nelly. He's looking to partner and get, uh, you know, co-signed by some people. Would love for you to meet him. Crazy Bone said, well, look, man, you know, I, uh, I trust your advice. I trust your word. If they can get out to LA, you know, in the next day or two, you know, I'll sit down with them. Well, we scraped up some money. We got out there. And as I'm driving there, I get this beat sent to me and I'm like, damn, that shit is, that is me. Right. Yeah. Long story short, I show Crazy Bone four songs, and he's like, look, dude, you are a fucking star. There yeah. it goes again. I'm hearing yeah. it again. I'm a star. I'm a star. And he says, I want to make a record with you. So I play that beat for him, and instantly what goes from four songs leads to 10 hours, and then it goes for me and him making a song called Scraping the Sky, Yak Boy Fresh featuring Crazy Bone, which leads to a video, which leads to a nationwide tour, which leads to me in Hollywood, and... But what also leads to what looks like the, the American dream ended up being the worst nightmare because if I can pinpoint back a little bit, yeah, you know, my dad's gone. So I'm already guilt tripping myself from being away from my, my daughter and not being a good father and my alcohol and my dad's addiction and like my addiction, like it's all running in my family and it's catching up to me. And every day I would wake up to Adderall and I would go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep unless I was fucked up, period. And, you know, wow. going through that for a while... Uh, we ended up going on another nationwide tour with Stevie Stone. Well, uh, that's Tech Nine's label, and I uh, we we ended up in St. Louis. And I looked at my manager. I said, I don't want to go on the rest of this tour. Uh, it doesn't fit for me. Um, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I'm homesick. Like, like I'm done. And like I heard, I heard this this voice, which now I know is God saying, you know, you're Hazelwood, not Hollywood. Go back home. You're Hazelwood, not Hollywood. And yeah. in 2016. Uh, in end of February, early March, I, uh, I left, I left it all behind. And I looked at my manager. I said, I'm gone. I'm never coming back. Um, yeah, boy fresh is dead. Like I'm gone. I'm out. Like wow. call my, I called my daughter's mom and I said, you know, I know I've talked a lot of shit, but I'm leaving all this behind. Um, my buddy, Tommy Webb, which is a big part of my story. He, um, started a credit business and he put, he put two tickets to Orlando on his credit card and said, you yeah. uh, know, I told him I need to reunite with, with my daughter's mom. And yeah. so I met her in Orlando, you know, we kicked it, you know, it was an awkward time just because of the situation that was going on. And then, uh, you know, I went home with her. So she met me in Orlando. We went back home together and I said, I'm serious. Like I'm here, like I'm home. Like this is what it is now. And yeah. I never looked back. So I started trying to get job after job. I did some labor shit. That's, I'm not about that life. I did pipe covering, not about that life. And then, you know, while I'm home though, I'm still like this alcoholic kind of dude where I totaled her car. I should be dead. Like I woke up to like the, the wheel falling off and the fire in the background and like just, you know, I pull over, I get out the car, I'm downtown St. Louis. Like there's all these dudes at the, at the gas station that yeah. I think's trying to kill me, but like, really they were trying to help me. Like, and supposedly I took pills from somebody and just ate them during this video shoot. And I don't remember none of this. I just remember waking up to the accident and running downtown Warsh Ave. And you know, you, you know, St. Louis ain't a place yeah. to just be running around, especially fucked up. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I ended up having to call her and have her come get me. 
um, and her brother, boy, he was so pissed. And, you know, I totaled that car. Long story short, though, man, it's, uh, it took June 30th, 2016, was the last day I ever took a sip of alcohol. Still to this day, I'm four years sober from alcohol. And wow, congrats, man. Thank you. And, like, I, I made a song. I just released it, actually, on June 30th. It's either homicide or suicide, and homicide was killing that version of me so I can rebirth or suicide, just keep doing what I'm doing and I'm going to end up killing myself. Not intentionally like a gun to my head, but I'm going to end up killing myself because I know what I'm doing right here is going to end up leading to that type of shit. And uh, I went to Faith Church in Earth City in St. Louis and like, man, I'm telling you, I I went from go-go gadget ratchet the night before to overdose on the Holy Ghost like that. Like I went in there and I just felt the Holy Spirit and like I was going in there with such an open mind and I was like, I need something. I'm so desperate and the music is what caught me and like they were doing music like I do music and they were hands up and they were jamming. You know, I grew up Catholic and it kind of rubbed me the wrong way and I got kicked out of Catholic schools and when I got kicked out of Catholic school, I didn't even know the difference between God and Jesus. So it was like, I was really, really... I didn't know shit, right? I just went there for soccer. And when that type of shit's pushed on you, it rubs you the wrong way. So me, open-minded now, going into the the Christian community, I was like, I am all in. Like, I I went from for real being ratchet to overdose on the Holy Ghost to being a Christian on a fucking mission. And I know Christian and fucking isn't supposed to be in the same thing, but hey, it is what it is. (laughs) And I I ended up, man, long story short with that, and I know my story's pretty long, but I feel like it needs to be told because you see the ups yeah. and the downs and the ups and the downs. Yeah. I just never stopped is I ended up going on stage and performing with the worship team and, you know, um, for a while. And then, you know, with my daughter's mom, you know, me finding faith and starting to build this foundation, I was like, you know, I, I choose, I'm in love with her. Like mm-hmm. I choose to be in love with her. She chooses to be in love with me and always has. And now I'm growing this maturity and this discipline and this character where, you know, I asked her to marry me. Um, we were engaged for two years and now we're married and we have a, you know, another child, uh, another daughter. But before all that, man, man, thank you. Um, so it went from baby mom to my wife, right? Like, and it's, it's, it's insane that 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 even happened. But when I got sober and found faith, I, I got introduced to this sales position um, at a digital marketing company in St. Louis. And they were like, you know, you can make 216% commission. I was like, so if I sell some for 500, I get over a thousand. They're like, yeah. I was like, I'm in, let's do it. Went there. I went to the interview. I was like, look, I'm Joey. I've never had a real job in my life. I toured the country. I sold myself to this person, that person, that person. Look, I might not, you know, I'm selling you me right now. I am my biggest asset. They're like, whoa, whoa, you're hired. You're hired. They hired me off the emotional intelligence, which a lot yep. of people, hopefully today, the energy, the vibe, the the charisma, the the, uh, the grit that you have to have. It's not about that degree. Yep. It's about that emotional intelligence. Hired me. I said, I promise you, I'll be the number one sales rep within a year. Did that. Made my first hundred thousand dollars going from someone that was just selling weed and super broke. Like when I was on these nationwide tours, I was getting funded by my management and stuff, but I was piss broke. Like I had no money and that's what people, I was independent. Yep. People need to understand, you know, I had the tour buses with my face on them, but man, I was so miserable. So I'm at that sales job and I'm there for about a year and a half and I'm really learning the language of, of talking to business owners. Cause that's who I was talking to every day. Yep. And I just always knew like, damn, man, I'm an entrepreneur. I've always been an entrepreneur. I just didn't get that. I'm a salesman. I've always been a salesman. That's why I got to where I was. And, uh, in 2018 in March, 
we were on a trip for like the number one sales reps in the whole company throughout the nation, went to uh, Boca Raton, 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 whatever you say it in Florida. Yeah. And I told my manager, I'm not coming back. Like I looked at my uh, wife and I said, you know, I'm not going back to YP. I'm not, uh, that's where the company was, YP.com. I said, I'm not coming back and I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to help artists. Um, I think I'm going to help artists run Facebook ads. And like, while I was at that job, people yeah. were like quitting and shit or quitting the contracts with me. And I would make theme music for them because it was so easy for me to do. And like, I would give it to them for free and be like, don't cancel. I don't want to get charged back. So like right there, it kind of tested the waters of like, Hmm, I, I think I got something. Then I made a yeah. theme song for YP. They switched their name to thrive. And like, I performed it for 45 seconds. And like, I, I was like, Hmm, like, okay. The whole yeah. entre I would make music for the whole call center. Like, where them leads at? I'm on a mission for commission. Yeah, yeah. And like, people would be jamming to it. I'm like, man, entrepreneur music. So when I started creating that for real, uh, yeah. you know, I'm a guy that don't ask for permission. I just kind of do the damn thing. And I made a song for Billy Jean as marketing. And I had my videographer yep. come over here and he filmed me rapping it. Then I got on YouTube. I stole a whole bunch of footage of Billy Jean from his YouTube and I blended it so it looked like we did it together. And man, I commented so much on his shit that his team members seen it, showed him. They asked for my number. He called me. He was like, dude, I want to pay you for it. I was like, I don't want your money. I just want you to blast me on um, you know, your yeah. personal and your business page. Blasted me and I made like $3,000 and I looked at my wife. I said, it's on. So I started doing that for like Brad Lee, Cole Hatter, Ryan Stuman, um, Tim Grover, everybody. Yep. And I would swipe credit cards, swipe credit cards. You know, like I said earlier, my buddy Tommy Webb is a big part of my story because when I came home, I didn't want to sell weed and do stupid shit. He actually got me like $60,000 of credit cards, uh, put me on trade lines. And like, I, I gave him like five, $6,000 for like plugging me and teaching me the game. Yep. But I instantly went into a whole bunch of debt because I said, you know, I'm not in a student loan debt or anything, but I'm in, I'm in debt with myself, right? I bet on me. Yep. And if I can't bet on me, why would anybody else? And I learned that from just you know, my previous years of music and shit. So I'm swiping credit cards, getting to events, getting to people, meeting people. And, you know, people just loved what I was doing and letting me get on their stage. And I was getting client after client. And it went from like a couple hundred bucks a song to, to a thousand to 3000 to where now I'm looking at my wife and I'm like, damn, like I'm doing this. And at the end yep. of 2018, uh, and I'm almost done. At the end of 2018, Garrett J. White with Wake Up Warrior got introduced to me because I made a song for him. Invited me out to Warrior Con 3. I performed. Uh, I, I kind of like was a, the host for it to hype people up. And in January of 2019, he looked at me and he said, I don't know why you're in my life, but I just feel like for the next year, I'm supposed to help you and support you. I want to bring you in as an entrepreneur and I want to pay you a lot of fucking money to just do work for yeah. me, help me. So I did that for the entire 2019 and it, it really, you know, I come from scarcity. I come from nothing and it showed me what abundance truly was. And I really, really needed to humble yeah. myself and, you know, be the number five to number the number one because everyone wants to be number one, but you can be number five in an organization. It doesn't have to be about you and you can make a shit ton of money. You know what yep. I'm saying? So, but at the end of 2019, after learning so much, you know, him and I both decided it was time for me to build my kingdom and, you know, me be my own king of my legacy. And just like his terms that he talks, he's all about king and warrior. And, you know, I, yep. I love the dude to death. And he let me go. Mm -hmm. And at first I was real bitter um, about it because like I was so comfortable, right? I was making so much money just working yep. with him. And like, 
shit. The shit I was doing was easy to me, right? I, I've, I've developed a sense of how to create content and do my work so fast and in a, in a great way that I was like, damn, now I got to go back to being me. And dude, ever since I left, I've made more every single month, you know, since January of 2020. And I'm back to now putting my melody to your message. I tell people I make bangers. I don't make jingles. Um, <laughs> and I'm the king of edutainment, man. I help people educate educate their customers in an entertaining way. And if you want to stand out and get in front of people, you know, I'm the one that everybody's coming to. And that's me, man. That's I'm Joey Yak, the studio CEO. That's my whole story from, you know, me when I'm like 10 years old. And obviously I could talk a shit ton more, but there's a lot of ups and downs, ups and downs, ups and downs, but you know, you never know who's watching. You know, I could have sat back and just said, man, music is done. But what I did was package up my passion and my past and I presented it to my platform as a product. And I think, uh, you know, our biggest, our biggest weaknesses soon become our biggest strengths, you know? Well, Joey, you know, I, as you were sharing your story, I was trying to take mental notes and I should have probably been documenting this stuff down. But the number one reason that I had invited you on the podcast is emotional intelligence, because uh, there's a lot of reasons. I'm, a, I'm an Eastern European. I'm an immigrant to this country. I remember when my father came to this country 30 years ago with $400 in his pocket, mm. and now he's a business owner. And I see so much in the things that you were sharing about your passion and emotional intelligence and the fact that, you know, uh, uh, there's always someone that's watching. And you talked about the law of attraction also and how important that is. And the American dream which I think a lot of people in America have a prefabricated version of what the American dream is. Prefab, as in not their own version of the American dream, but what someone else told them that the American dream should be like. Mm -hmm. And then, in fact, as you were talking about emotional intelligence, you know, that is literally the number one thing with my business, with the marketing that I do with my company that I've done for 26 years. As you were talking about when you got your sales job that you were you flat out walked in and you said, I got no experience. Mind you, I had zero experience. In fact, I dropped out of college and barely graduated high school also. And there was so much relation in a lot of the things that, that you mentioned, uh, which, by the way, when you were talking about Ali and the St. Lunatics, um, uh, Jason, who I think is still connected uh, with Nelly, I went to high school with him. And uh, in fact, I ran into him three years ago locally. Um, and I don't even think you remember me cause it's been 20 plus years. Was it J E or Coco? J E. It was yeah, J E. He's done a lot of production for me. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's just, you know, living a completely different life, but you know, uh, anyway, besides the point is there were so many things that you were talking about, man. And from the time that, you know, you were this eager, stubborn, naive kid to thinking that you're, you know, fucking the cream of the crop, uh, mm-hmm. to realizing that you know what? I don't got shit because yeah. most people have this misconception. And like you said, you had a fucking face on the side of a bus and you're touring the country, man, you know, with, with one of the biggest, you know, hip hop artists and, and, you know, everybody thinks from the outside that you live in the dream. And that's what a lot of people see. In fact, that's what a lot of people see. They don't see the inside of a person. And I think you've always had, I mean, you've been talented since day one. Mm-hmm. You just didn't know how to cha- ta- uh, channel that talent and combine with a passion. Dude, that's a powerful thing. I mean, some of the most powerful CEOs in the world, the number one thing they have is emotional intelligence. Yeah. Steve Jobs, you know, Larry, Sergey from Google, 
you know, um, Bill Gates. I mean, the list goes fucking Elon Musk. This goes on and on and on and on and on. It's emotional intelligence, and I'm a huge fan of it. Honestly, in fact, everyone. So if you're talking about like, you know, you went to Hollywood and you realized that, man, I'm fucking Hazelwood. And then when you were talking about that, you know, you found God, which God is a huge part of my, my own life. In fact, the reason I have two beautiful kids is because six years ago, I was told I couldn't have kids. Mm. $40,000 later, IVF, going bankrupt. I have two beautiful children, you know, but the, and by the way, that's a story for probably another time, but there was so much in what you said from this young kid you were always talented. And let's face it, a white kid who can rap. We were talking about when country, I remember when country grammar blew up, man. I remember, I think Nelly was working at Circuit City at the time while Circuit City was, was still existing. Right. And then uh, like suddenly country grammar just fucking blows up, multi-platinum. He's going on tours and like everybody's like, by the way, I remember where Nelly's mom used to live, which is like 15 minutes away from me. And mm. it's like, but that's just it, man. It doesn't matter uh, who you are, white, black, you know, yellow, whatever, you know, your ethnicity, you either have it or you don't. And honestly, it's only a matter of time that the world actually sees that. Like you were talking about the law of attraction that like, you're just putting yourself out there and you're like, man, this is going to pay off. This is going to pay off. I know someone's going to pay attention. And I'm a big fan of that because a lot of people, look, Right now, with everything that's happening in the world, there's so much fear and scarcity going on. So many people are losing their fucking shit, honestly. And that's mainly because they're in complete disbelief of their true selves. Because they're so worried about what's the media talking about, what someone else is saying. Like you said, you don't have to be fucking number one in your company. You can be number five and living the sweet fucking life. But you know what? Most people think that I got to be number one. Because number one is the best, right? I'm at the top. That's a complete bullshit mentality. And I'm telling you from someone who's done 20 years digital and marketing, worked through agencies, different companies, small and big companies, that everything that you've done is basically the epitome of a real entrepreneur. Yeah, Always yeah, were. Sure. An entrepreneur is a risk taker. Similar to me. I've risked. I've sacrificed. I've been bankrupt. Nearly homeless multiple times. So and when you were talking about like, you were on drugs and like doing all that, dude, all of that was happening for a reason. Your story was being told. Yeah. You have to believe, you have to choose to believe that is what I, I've learned though. So every single thing now yep. we is a decision and it sounds so simple when I used to hear so many people say it and I'm like, okay, that's too simple to be true, but it's real. Like every single thing that happens to us, um, happens for us if you choose to believe that and make that decision so you know my dad being the dad he was okay that i chose to believe it's because um god wanted me to see that i don't want you to be like this i want you to actually do the exact opposite and i want you to break the chains of how this the men in your life were you know raised and how they raised their children okay yeah. noted doing that uh, I had, you know, God had to put me on this big ass platform and music to show me what he did not want me to be of, Hey, you are very talented and you are a superstar, but it's not in the way you think. But obviously we know you're going to go after yeah. it. So I need you to go high so I can knock you down. You know, God is the rock, you know, a rock bottom. God is the rock at the bottom. Someone told me that the other day. I was like, damn, that's <laughs> as fuck. Um, yeah. same with sobriety, right? My dad was all messed up in drugs and you know, he's a recovering addict now. And, 
um, me with alcohol. You know, I, I needed you to, you know, kill that demon so you can be the glow for other people. Like I choose to believe all this, but since I chose it, that's why it's the truth. It's my yep. truth. Um, and other people need to understand that and understand that they have their own truth that they get to choose to believe. And if they choose not to believe, that's also a decision as well. Uh, what you were saying also about, you know, um, um, like being an entrepreneur and like people, people think they need to be number one. But like when I was at my sales job, I would tell myself, you know what, I'm going to treat my cubicle like my own corporation. And like, I would have that up there on my, uh, cubicle. <laughs> this is yeah. my corporation. Like, you know, like how many leads does it take for me to get X amount of sales to blah, blah, blah. So like, right. I'm like running it like my own business. And a lot of people just want to have their own business, but they don't have that, that CEO mentality inside of another company. Don't be afraid to be yeah. an entrepreneur, you know, like I'm telling you, you got to humble yourself down. And if you can become an entrepreneur with these other entrepreneurs, I highly recommend doing that um, and just learn the game. So, you know, you're funded, you know, you're getting money um, at, while you're learning. But let me tell you something right now, you know, as the story sounds great and pleasant, as we're doing this recording right now, you know, I'm in a two bed, one bath house, 800 square foot in Hazelwood, Missouri. You know, it's the urban community. Um, yeah. It's not like I'm in, I'm a North County dude, like uh, yeah. in the backyard. The only reason why I'm not in my backyard, my BB, it's a, uh, you know, I call it the backyard business. It's a 10 by 12 shed. <laughs> I got electricity running from the basement to uh, like, you know, there's a cord literally throughout my yard going into the shed uh, just because yeah. the Wi-Fi sucks out there. So I can't do Zoom calls there. Like the reason why I'm being this, this real and honest is I'm still on my journey going. And I feel that a lot of people, yeah. I just did a, like a little documentary thing the other day, I uh, brought my videographer over and like, I was like, what up y'all? Like I'm Joey Yak, like uh, Yak stands for you already know. If you don't know by the end of this video, you probably never will. And if you're, if you're right. looking for like, you know, um, Lambos and Ferraris and mansions, yo, turn this shit off. Cause I'm about to take you through my day by day in my 800 square foot house with four people and a dog, how I get down in my backyard every day. So what, yep. you know, I'm making over, I'm I'm in my six figures in revenue, right? And like my profits are great. Like I'll I'll easily clear, you know, 150k take home probably yeah. this year, which will be my most. So I'm here for the hustlers. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are way, 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 way ahead of me. But as far as my emotional intelligence, I am one of those people. I just don't have what they have yet. And I also knew that, you know, I've done all the big shit. I went big first and realized that. I needed to humble myself and simple as sexy and small as sexy. And if I can't yep. do it in this 800 square foot house in my 10 by 12, you know, BB, I'm not going to be able to do it in the big house, in the big office. So um, anybody that's hustling right now, that's self-employed or even just in a sales job, yep. look, if you can't do it where you're at right now, you're not going to do it and be satisfied there. This is coming from someone that made it to Hollywood, that had tour buses, that was on tour with nationwide with legendary groups. Until you have a solid foundation built on rock and the way you build it on rock is yep. starting where you are and, and trusting the process of being happy with where you are and owning where you are. The fact that I'm like, yo, I'm in an 800 square foot house, two, uh, two bed, one bath house in a, in a shed in my backyard is relatability. People relate to that and people want to hear that and feel that because relatability sells. 
and people love that shit. And for a very long time, it took me a while to say, what up, y'all? I'm in my BB, my backyard business where I get it. Like, it took me a very long time to do that. But that's when I said, you know what? Simple is sexy, small is sexy. People want to be a part of my journey. Just Go wait ahead. till I move, man. Just wait yeah. till I pick up my BB and bring it wherever we go because that damn thing's going its own Hall of Fame. And you know, I started in an RV, upgraded to the shed so I can get more space and, you know, have it like a more of an office feel. But I'm telling you, if you can't do it where you are right now, you're not going to be able to do it when you get to where you want to go. Like you say, oh, only if I had, only if this yep. and only if that. No, 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 no. Scratch all that out and just start. Brother, preach it, man. There's so much that you said that that I, I'm just sitting here enjoying everything that you share because, first of all, I'm a firm believer that God, God is, is the almighty. God puts people in our lives. God dictates what happens. God, like you were talking about your journey, is that that was a giant fucking test mm -hmm. is all that was because you know what? God will test you. He will test you every single day to see if you're worthy because I think a lot of people, and this is in entrepreneurship even, is that a lot of people think that, you know what, I got a best fucking idea, product, service, or whatever, I'm gonna be the next Steve Jobs or the next Elon Musk. No, you won't. Right. You fail way too many fucking times before you even get a glimpse of success. And you were talking about money and profit. Here's the biggest misconception, man. The realest of entrepreneurs, they don't do it for the fucking money. They do it because it's about the hustle, about the passion. It's about the love of the game. About expansion. That's what it's about, dude. Like when me and you started chatting on, on Facebook, and, and, and this was through, through a connection of ours, a really good friend of, a friend of mine, someone I've done some work for her too. She said, you got to talk to Joey Yak. I'm like, all right. So then I watched your video, Googled you, looked you up. I'm like, this dude is fucking legit. Like, this is about the realist. And I'm like, he's done like you were talking about. Like you worked with major artists. You know, you've done now, you know, background music and, and bangers for some of the biggest entrepreneurs. And you even talked about S2. I know you did a video for Supplement Superstores, which a lot of people, you know, outside of fucking St. Louis probably don't know what the fuck Supplement They know First Form is, probably, though. But they know First Form. Right, because it's a like, a and I did that for free, man. I did that for the little contest and just to show love to a local, you know, business. But I'm t and I do shit. That's one thing that even though how big I get or how how far yeah. I take this, one thing I'll never lose is my giving. Um, I am where I am today because I gave more than I even received, and I gave without any. What are you gonna give me back, bro? What are you gonna yep. give me back? And. But that's also the reason why I'm able to give like that is because I spent 15 years recording and, you know, mastering my yeah. craft. And, um, you know, it got to a point now where when I make moves, Tim Grover said something and um, I live by it now. Like, I don't trust my instincts because my instincts trust me. Like when I get that anxiety feeling now, I don't have to be like, all right, should I trust it? I just know. Like when I need to go somewhere, yeah. like I, it's happened. I've seen the good results too many times now when that instinct hits me that I know, all right, I'm making this move and I'm about to make it happen. And the law of attraction in the universe makes it happen the way it's supposed to happen, man. You're, dude, I mean, this, this podcast episode could go endlessly. And, oh, for and sure. you know, I, so with that being said, I actually, since, you know, we're still on the mic, you know, let's, let's tell everybody how they can connect with you out there, man, in the social space, like handles, websites, 
Yes, joeyyak.com. Yak is Y-A-K. Uh, Instagram is joey.yak. And then Facebook is Joey Yak or Joey Yak Peeper. It's spelled Piper, P-I-E-P-E-R. I'm real personal, man. I'm the guy that uses his personal Facebook page more than his business page just because the relatability piece, man. Like I yeah. love being able to connect with people and just being a human um, and uh, telling my story and just, I know there's victory and being vulnerable, man. And the, just being all of you, even if it's, you know, in a pit at the moment, right? Like you're in the middle of a breakthrough every single day and every single moment, if you choose to believe that. So yeah, man, joey.yak, Instagram, Joey Yak, Facebook, Joey Yak, people on Facebook personal as well. I don't do Twitter. Awesome, Joey. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thank you so yeah. much for no, the I awesome conversation. Absolutely. I think I'm staying around. What is they talking about? They know I've been in the lab. Yeah, bro, why they all going now? I got the money, it's inside. They wanna ask why I've been why. In 2018, he still hate it. I see him now, they all switch sides.